Good evening. It's 11 o'clock, and this is uh, Bob's World Extra. As the power is out in St. Johnsbury, and the power has been out for a while, I think we're getting on in the two-and-a-half-hour mark at this point. I was on a Zoom uh, course uh, meeting with our fellow MBA students discussing this capstone project that we're doing, and I won't discuss too much of that now, but it's to say that I was doing that from 7 to just after 8 when that meeting ended. I signed off from that Zoom meeting, and then I went to the grocery store, the price shopper here in St. Johnsbury, I did my grocery shopping, and then I came back home, and everything was in darkness on my end of town. So if you're following me on Facebook uh, then and, and on Instagram, uh, you know that uh, I did some walking. I did a Facebook Live. I didn't do an Instagram Live, but I did a Facebook Live. Uh, and I walked uh, around the Memorial Bridge, which is in the middle of St. Johnsbury in this town here in the Northeast Kingdom. Where, you know, who knows where you could be listening from to this. You could be on the other side of the world, for all I know. Uh, this uh, little town in northeast Vermont where I happen to call home. And I've called northern Vermont home for many, many years. Worked on a radio here in St. Johnsbury. And yes, there were times when power outages hit the radio station. But what I want to say here is that I don't recall them lasting as long as this. The power seemed to always quickly come back on. And so I checked going around the radio dial, and I noticed that uh, Kix 105.5's transmitter is on, but there's no programming going to it, which tells me that the Concord Avenue studio is out, and the power's out there just like it is where I am. And on my walk around the town, which you may not have seen on Facebook Live, the lights start up again at that bridge. And west of that bridge, all the lights are on. East of it, it's all out. And I'm checking the outage map from Green Mountain Power, and they are showing that St. Johnsbury and Concord have a lot of outages. And then the broader map from other utilities, uh, say New Hampshire, and into Maine, there's an awful lot of outages going to the east, and not nearly as many off to the west. And when I was out there, about uh, two hours ago, that was actually a lull in the weather because now there's another front coming through this area, this Northeast Kingdom neighborhood, and that is coming down right now, and the radar echoes are showing in that really intense red shade, which uh, you don't really want to see, and the only thing more intense than the red radar echoes would be purple radar echoes. And nobody wants to see purple radar echoes. I learned just enough meteorology at Linden State College to get myself in trouble. And for anything more about the weather, go with the National Weather Service a forecast office. If you're in Vermont, then Burlington is looking over you. And if you're in Maine or New Hampshire or at least our part, the northern part of New Hampshire, the Gray Main office is looking after you. So here we are. The rain is coming down. 
earlier in the evening during the last batch of storms, there was hail that was coming down because I could hear it coming down on my air conditioning unit. We have not had a, a weather warning go out for this. I have a battery backup on my weather radio, and I would have heard that break the silence. And you know what you notice when the lights go out? It's how quiet everything becomes. You know, because e even when you don't have the television on, you get the whirl of the air conditioners or the whirl of the fans. And so all that sound goes quiet. The computer makes a little bit of sound, and that's on. There's a fan on the computer. The power's out. It's quiet. You walk around the town. The, it, it feels quiet. Uh, quieter than it normally is. And it's rather quiet. I mean, it, it, it's northeast Vermont. I mean, it, it, don't kid ourselves here. It, it's... <laughs> it's northeast Vermont. It's not like it's not like I'm coming to you from Yonkers or something, or or, or even Brewster. Uh, it it's you know it's normally quiet, but it it just all the more intensified. So we're going on the six minute mark here, just sort of impromptu, chatting with you as to what the weather has been like for me. We're going on a power outage that appears to have lasted. Uh, we're coming up on the three hour mark at this point, and I'm speaking to you as if I were live, but this is recording in terms of a podcast. It will be called an extra because I already issued the podcast for today. And this is just one of those moments when I just want to uh, reach out and ask how you're all doing, and you can reach out and if, if you're safe to do so, uh, post pictures on my Twitter, and so I can see them. My Twitter is Bob Welch, N-E-N-Y, and you can uh, just show me what the weather's doing where you are when, it, when it's safe to do so. Earlier this evening, I was watching the, the news from Channel 5 in Plattsburgh, and they showed that uh, there had been a tornado that had come down in Mescouche, 15 minutes north of Montreal. That's north suburban Montreal. So that was wild. I hope this creates nothing of the sort. I know tomorrow's going to be an awful lot cooler than today and definitely tonight. And that's the reason why I had actually shut the air conditioners off and just had the fans going because I figured that the fans will just, you know, it'll cool down. But I think when a power comes back on, I'm going to turn the air conditioning units on. Because <laughs> it's gotten quite humid in here. And it's not exactly the most ideal sleeping weather. Now, had the, had the power stayed on and the fans just been, been going along, I don't think I would make that decision. But that's just what happens when, when the power goes out and you're in a second floor. And Chloe the cat is uh, snoozing on me. And so she could care less about the fact that I can't turn on the television or the computer or anything. But I did have the radio on. Wayne Rendazzo does a great job as the Mets play-by-play -play announcer on WCBS. And their signal's coming in at night. Speaking of radio, as this is sort of a freewheeling thing here,
whenever the lights go out, it is a golden opportunity dropped in your lap as a radio station to do something, to reach out. Because when the lights go out, you have no internet, you have no uh, television, uh, you may have your cell, but that the battery on that's going to go down. And that's the reason why I'm going to hem this at no longer than 10 minutes recording here, and we're at eight, eight and a half minutes now. I want to be conserving my battery power. But what it takes is for a bunch of radio stations in this northern New England area to come together uh, and, and do some real investment in broadcast infrastructure so that there are microwave link-ups that have standby generators at them in order to keep the power on when the lights go off. And that keeps the internet on when the lights go off. The, the internet will be hooked up to the standby generator. Like the one installed on the back of WDEV that was installed by Brookfield Service of Northfield. <laughs> and Brookfield Service Generators of Northfield isn't even paying me for to say that. But I remember the ad, and I remember who installed it. It was a genius thing. I'd be in the studio, and I wouldn't even know that the power had gone out in Waterbury until I'd be getting phone calls. When's the power going to come back on? <laughs> and, of course, I don't know because I'm not Green Mountain Power, but I, I will, I will, I will uh, make note of the fact that your power is out, and I'll, I'll, I'll mention it on the air. Um, Green Mountain Power has a great smartphone app to tell you uh, if your neighbors also have the power out, which they all do tonight. And they also allow you a way to uh, make note of the power outage for them so, so they know that your power is out. And so they know. But the radio stations on a sunny day, on a sunny day, need to come up with an old-school microwave network to be able to link up so that even if the studio can't get on the air in St. Johnsbury, notice that the transmitter is on for one of the radio stations, two of them, but the studio's not on because it's dead air. You know what I mean? you have the microwave tower set up at the transmitter where the power is on. And you have a standby generator there. So even if the power goes off there, it stays on. And you link, all, you link them together so that under mutual agreement, on a night like this, someone is on the air even if they're not coming from your town, and they can talk to someone on the phone from w with their, their feet on the street, as it were, in order to report on this stuff. And you'd have a, a nice uh, regional broadcast uh, covering this event if they were all hooked together by microwave. And you're going to ask me, why, not you use, why don't you use the Internet? Well, one story, 
I was on the air here during Irene. I was in St. Johnsbury. I hadn't gone to Waterbury yet. That would be a couple of months. Back to WDEV where I spent six years the second time I was there. I was still in this town in St. Johnsbury. Uh, the lights didn't go out during Irene. Not for us in, in northeast Vermont. But the internet went down. The internet went down because of a major fiber optic trunk line. And I believe that major fiber optic trunk line was in Bennington. It was in the southeast, southwest portion of the state. And that major fiber trunk line fed everything, regardless of provider. It fed internet to everything all over the three northern New England states. Imagine being in eastern Maine, someplace around Callis, Machias, Eastport. I know all these communities. There's a, the, the, my, my brain is a walking a map. Or you're in Millinocket, or you're in uh, Belfast, uh, someplace on mid-coast like Rockland, or uh, maybe you're in Coas County. You're looking for the internet. It's not there. It does not matter what your internet service provider is. Nobody has it. Why? Because Irene ripped out <laughs> the master cord for the internet. Imagine that. So with that knowledge, you would want to have a robust backup system in order to link radio stations together, which is what you should be able to go to when nights like this happen. Not so much for the, well, partly for the information and then partly so that you psychologically know that someone is there to share in the experience with you of the lights being out. It's part information, part a shared experience. We don't have too many shared experiences anymore because for the most part, you know, one person's watching a movie on Netflix, somebody else is watching a hockey game, somebody else is watching a baseball game. It's the year 2021. But these moments, these rare moments, they are shared experiences. And uh, you you got to be able to make the most of that moment. But you have to plan the infrastructure so that it is nearly indestructible and can stay on for days and days and days. Uh, so that the next time something happens, you can be there and you build redundancies into it. So that uh, it's not like the old set of Christmas tree lights where uh, when one light bulb goes out, they all go out. You, you, you have redundancies built in. Now, I'm not a broadcast engineer. That's not what I do. But I do understand that microwave technology uh, was built out for the telephone company. It was built out for the original television network. And it linked station to station together. 
And what you, what you want with a regional network is you don't want a raw feed from... A, you, do, you don't want each station to just get a, 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 a raw regional feed that's coming from the flagship, as it were. You want a network so that when you're your small station in St. Johnsbury and you're done with your local time or you simply can't broadcast because of a power outage, that what comes in on the feed is from the nearest larger station in the state that does have power and does have someone in the studio. You don't want every station in New England with a direct line to Boston. You want the station and you want the stations in Eastern Maine, however you want to plan it. You want the stations in Eastern Maine to be all looking at, all be hooked up to Bangor. So that when the lights go out and you can't do anything, or you simply cannot afford to do something and it's a sunny day, that you're piped in to Bangor. Or you're in uh, the southern part of the state and you want to be linked up to Portland. Or you're in uh, northern New Hampshire and you want things to be linked up to uh, North Conway or maybe Concord or Manchester. Uh, and of course, when, of course, they can all link together to join Boston or Worcester or whoever would be originating a, a major, uh, large network broadcast because sometimes there's things that, that need to be done that way. But from an engineering standpoint, they should all be linked uh, together in a different way than everybody pointing at Boston, much like the national networks are tend to be pointed towards New York uh, or pointed towards Los Angeles. Uh, you can't have it that way in order to do this kind of thing that we're doing here when the lights are out and the rain's coming down and it's probably not affecting Boston the same way. Uh, or if it is, they want to be doing their thing to their a slightly smaller network for their area in central and eastern Massachusetts. So that is me when I said that I didn't want to go over the 10-minute mark and I'm closing in on the 20-minute mark. And if I keep on going, this special extra podcast will be longer than the regular podcast that I put out today with none of the bells and whistles because the power's out. So I put off some uh, ranting about the broadcast business as I see it. Because nights like tonight, nights like tonight are the opportunity for a group of radio stations to be able to say this was our night. And it may be 2021 and there may be a lot of new technology out there. But when the power is out and people don't have as good access to the Internet, uh, then and they can't turn the television on, then 
That should be radio's night. And they should be able to promote the heck out of the fact that they were there the next day and the days that follow when the lights went out. You will build a following if you can do that. I can guarantee it. And you can make hay off it. That's it from here. It's, we're coming in on uh, 1121, and uh, I still have, you know, good bit of battery left because I, have a, I had a backup uh, charging unit that I actually had in my travel knapsack and was in my uh, travel knapsack when I went down to New York a couple of uh, weeks ago when I thought that I might need to charge my phone on the go from uh, down there. And uh, when the power went out, I immediately thought, well, where's that charging thing? That probably still has power in it. It did. It charged my phone from zero up to 80%. So that was one good thing that happened today. But we need the radio, and the radio always works when there are people who are programming it properly. Now, if there's anybody in the business listening, you need to have a summit meeting. I'll, I'll, I'll be your moderator. I'll volunteer to be your moderator. I'll do it for free because I want it to happen. You need to talk to each other in order to come up with something so that the next time this happens, you can be on. You might not necessarily be from uh, the studio that's in town or in the next town, but you'll be on and you'll be able to talk with people live and you'll be able to go and uh, 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 throw the music aside on a night like this. I went around the band and I thought, well, gee, I think we know, I think we know why people don't pay too much attention to the radio stations up here. Uh, you don't want your people to be saying that when they're spinning around the dial on a night like this. They're looking for one thing and one thing only. That's, they're not looking for music. So that is this uh, special edition, a Monday night edition of Bob's World. And uh, remember, this is the week when we are tapering off the weekday uh, uh, schedule. Uh, that will, the last day of the weekday schedule will be Thursday. And then we'll take uh, some time off. We'll, I don't know whether, no, I can't get any caribou for uh, Fete Nationale because the border's closed. <laughs> and, and there's only one bottler of pre-made caribou. That is the Quebec uh, liquor mixture that is used uh, in Quebec's Winter Carnival along with La Fête Nationale June 24. So I won't have access to that. I probably can make some. That would be a potent potable now, wouldn't it? So we're going to take some time off uh, after Thursday's uh, podcast on the 24th and then we'll come back with a weekly edition which will start on July the 7th and continue on through uh, the month of August. Uh, it might be, might be on vacation in Maine in August, so uh, watch that space on the weekly editions and we may tell you when, we may tell you that we'll be taking a, a certain amount of August off entirely. 
But, uh, you know, of course, we've, if something crazy happened like this where the power goes out and there's a storm, I join you. Regardless of wherever I was. So we're coming in on 25 minutes now. <laughs> this has been Bob's World. I'm Bob Welch. Good luck. Be well.